cannot look at someone based on skin color or hear an accent, whatever it is, we cannot look at them with anything other than the love that the Creator has given us for that other person. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co-author of Evangelism Made Simple. Welcome back to In Grace here on this Monday, June 26th. I hope your week is going good, at least the start of it, and I hope it goes great for you. You know, next week is Independence Day, July 4th, and if you know anything about us here at In Grace or myself, you know that we're very patriotic. We love America. We love the fact that America has a biblical foundation. And we are moving away from that. And, and many people are lying about America and saying America is a, a racist nation from its foundation. Now, not to say we don't have some people that are racist, certainly, but there's been racism for years and years and centuries, and Jesus addressed it when he was talking about the Samaritans. There was racism there, right there in the Middle East. Uh, it's not always white and black, but it's always there. There's always a prejudice against the people group, and we can't let that happen. Why? Because Jesus died for all people. God created all of us, and racism has no place in society. But the only thing that can actually do something about racism is Jesus Christ and salvation through him. That will end all of society's ills. But today we're going to talk about the secret to America's greatness. I preached a sermon about this, and I'm going to be quoting some of our founding fathers and going through scriptures. And I'm even going to talk about Alveda King, a woman who I interviewed on In Grace and the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King. And, and, and we've come a long way. We still have a long way to go as a nation. But to say that we're racist is, is preposterous. So we're going to talk about this and more today. I'm also going to be playing at the end a clip from one of our In Grace episodes, Can You Find God in Washington, D.C., where I take historian Andrew Phipps uh, to Washington. And uh, we're going to play one of those clips showing that the monuments, I mean, etched in stone, are references to God, Scripture, and the Bible. So we're going to be doing this today and tomorrow going through this sermon series, and uh, I think that you'll find it very important to realize real history, things that the History Channel probably won't tell you, but that God is very central to the founding of America. We also are excited because we have a brand new video series coming out. It's called The Secret to America's Greatness, where I take my grandkids across the country to show them what I just mentioned to you. If you'd like to get this brand new video series, you can get it for a gift of any amount to In Grace. And when you give a gift to In Grace, more people hear the gospel. If your gift can be $35 or more, I'll send you two more great videos. One is Can You Find God in Washington, D.C. with Andrew Phipps, and the other is America's Christian History. Did God intervene? Call us at 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. The question of the hour, what is the secret to America's greatness? Very few of you realize that it's tea. <laughs> tea. Tea is the secret to America's greatness. I mean, wasn't that what they were so upset about in Boston? And they had tea on English ships from the East Indian Company, T. 
tea from China. I don't understand how all of that worked, but either way, they didn't want that tea. And so they, they threw it overboard into the harbor, for they wanted liberty. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? Am I right? You can moan and groan all you want to, but, you know, when the person says it and it's right, you just have to kind of nod. Uh, they, actually, they actually made T-shirts and everything about it. It was great. So anyways, what's the secret to America's greatness? Uh, that's a question. That's the question that we're going to look at today. And some people even argue uh, that we aren't great. But I think if you ask the world, the greatest nation on the planet, we would be number one because of our, our size, our, our strength, but also for what we have over our years promoted. We've promoted liberty. We've promoted democracy. And we have protected, we've at least tried to protect the world from evil. Uh, so what is the secret? And I do believe America is the greatest nation in the world, but we are slipping. We are slipping. So what is it? What is the secret to America's greatness? Is it because we're the land of the free and the home of the brave? It's a marvelous thing, isn't it? That we have the freedoms because of those that have bravely fought to secure and to keep our freedoms. So is that the secret of America's greatness? Or is it because we're a country of immigrants? Millions and millions of people came here or want to come here. We are a country that uh, we're really all immigrants. And, uh, and there's something wonderful about that, isn't there? The melting pot, that we all have so many different backgrounds and influences and culture in America. Is that why America is great? Or is it because that we're a place that offers opportunity and hope to everybody? And, and it is a wonderful thing that we have a system in America, that at least that's our ideal, that's what we want to do, is offer that to every person, the American dream it's called. Is that why we're great, or is it because we're a country that has a free market, that encourages people to work hard and to, to dream big? Is that why America is a great nation? Or is it because we have this idea that nothing's impossible for anybody? No matter their social status, no matter their background or their race. Is that why America is great? Or is it because we have a very rich land, a land of woods and farm soil that's very rich? Is that why we're great? And I tell you what, I thank God for the natural resources in our country. And it's wonderful that we have the, the minerals and the oil and the natural gas and all of those blessings that God has afforded this land. Is that why we're great? What is the secret to America's greatness? Is it because we have a, a nation of great rainfall or rivers that, that will help us to move our people and our products? Is that why America is great? And we do have these resources. Is it because we have a beautiful land? Do you like to travel to our national parks, our national forest, our state forest? It's incredible. You'll almost never run out of opportunity to visit some amazing vistas and landscapes. We have a land with unmatched grandeur, from mountain majesty to golden prairie to white-foamed waves. Makes you want to sing, doesn't it? 
What is the secret to America's greatness? Is it because we're a country that stands as a beacon for God-birthed freedom in the world? Is that why America is great? Is it because we are a country of sacrifice? Is it because we're a nation of valor? What is the secret to America's greatness? Is it because we have land that is blood-soaked by those that sought freedom for all? Certainly all of these things come into play to America's greatness, but I don't think we've hit it yet. Is it because we send our courageous soldiers to storm beaches that are deadly to secure freedoms for people in faraway countries, people that we don't even know? Is that why we are a great nation? And I thank God for those that have given that sacrifice. Is it because we have a unique structure of government that was designed to protect our freedoms? It's limiting one group's power and, and dividing up our government to where it's, it's really difficult to make laws and enforce laws, but that's what we want, right? We want to kind of stick to the way that it was set up because that works. Is that why we're great? What is the secret to America's greatness? There's an author, and you know, there's some debate on whether or not he actually penned these words that we're going to read. Alexis de Tocqueville is the one it is subscribed to. But I don't necessarily care who wrote this. Tocqueville was a French philosopher from years ago that spent some time in America looking for uh, the secret to America's greatness. And these words are attributed to him. Some say, well, we can't find that in, in documents. And so uh, uh, maybe it was a uh, presidential speechwriter. I don't know. Whoever it was is brilliant because I think this author nailed this sentiment that uh, he comes to. I sought for the greatness and genius of America in her commodious harbors and her ample rivers, and it was not there. In her fertile fields and boundless forests, and it was not there. In her rich mines and her vast world commerce, and it was not there. In her democratic congress and her matchless constitution, and it was not there. Not until I went into the churches of America and heard her pulpits flame with righteousness, did I understand the secret of her genius and power. America is great because she is good. And I say amen to that. And if America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. So these words ring true to me. And I believe the secret to America's greatness is really simple, and that is God. Are you concerned about the direction of America? Do you want to understand the secrets behind America's greatness? In Grace's series, The Secret to America's Greatness is just what you need. This video series offers insight into America's founding principles. Travel with Jim Scudder Jr. and his grandkids as he rediscovers America's founding principles and passes it on to the next generation. Traveling from coast to coast, he will explore the rich history and values that have shaped our great nation. You can get this series as a thank you when you give any amount to Ingrace 
When your gift is $35 or more, you'll also receive two additional video series, Can You Find God in Washington, D.C.? and Is America a Christian Nation? These videos explore the spiritual foundations of our nation and offer hope for our future. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to learn about America's rich history and spiritual heritage. To support InGrace's mission and reach more people with the gospel, visit ingraceradio.com or call 800-78-GRACE. You can also write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. That's ingraceradio.com or 800-78-GRACE. I got an email this morning from Alveda King, the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King. And she wrote these words, on July 4th, as we celebrate Independence Day this year, I can't help believing that if we can finally see ourselves as one blood, human race, many of our problems, including abortion, racism, which lives matter, critical race theory, systemic racism, and all human injustices will be resolved. And then she quotes what we just read, the Declaration of Independence, that we are all created equal with certain unalienable rights. Obviously, she continues, not all men and women were equal in America when Thomas Jefferson penned those words that were adopted by the Second Continental Congress on July 4th, 1776. Blacks were still being held as slaves, and that is true. Jefferson himself owned slaves. Native Americans would spend the next 100 years being dispossessed of their land. Women couldn't vote and had virtually no rights independent of their fathers or husbands. Even years later, when Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation on January 1st, 1863, the job was not complete. More progress was accomplished months later on Juneteenth, June 19th, 1865. Alveda continues to write, anyone who doubts that we've come a long way is just plain wrong. And I agree with her. In America, one class of individuals is no better off than they were in 1776 and 1865. Who are these? She says, the unborn. They are one group deprived of their birthright and their birthday. Among those tiny innocent victims, black babies are the worst off. Some know that the abortion disappropriately impacts the black community. It's also no secret that businesses selling abortion love to set up in minority communities. This year, Planned Parenthood disingenuously separated itself from its founder, Margaret Sanger, a eugenicist who seemed intent on making sure black babies never made it out of the womb. But the fact remains that the nation's biggest abortion seller gives lip service to the Black Lives Matter movement while snuffing out hundreds of black lives every day. What's to be done? For starters, we can push for and support legislation in the states that protect babies from abortion based on race. When we entrust our government to represent our wishes, we don't want late-term abortion or any legal abortion. God says, choose life. Yet there's a bill in Congress, the Women's Health Protection Act, that would negate virtually every restriction on abortion at every level of government. Abortion on demand would be available at any stage in the pregnancy, including beyond viability. We cannot stand for this, Alveda says, and I agree. There is one critical race, 
the human race. This includes babies in the womb. It is wrong to discriminate against the critical human race for any reason, including skin color and gestational age. If we truly believe the right to life is unalienable and that the government serves with power we the people have given them, it's well past time that we right those unconscionable wrongs and let freedom ring for everyone. In God's love, Alveda King. And I love what she wrote. We need to be people that see people as souls. All people as souls. You cannot look at someone based on a skin color or hear an accent or maybe look at the way they're, they're dressed. Uh, maybe they, they're very poor. Whatever it is, we cannot look at them with anything other than the love that the creator has given us for that other person that he created. And that Jesus died for every single individual. So my friends, that is a declaration of independence, isn't it? That only Jesus can bring hope and life to our sin-cursed world. So what are we to do as Christians in light of our foundation? We are to be peaceful, peaceful and law-abiding citizens. When, when possible, and I think uh, for the most part we, we can be and we should be. Romans 13, 1, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. When I saw people storming our Capitol building, I was appalled. I was devastated. I couldn't believe it. And then to just see the violence that, that ensued, and some people somehow justify that, there's no justification for that. And that was a low point for every person that loves conservative values. And we need to argue against that. We need to be subject to the higher power. And you say, well, at a certain point, uh, you know, they signed a declaration of independence. They rebelled against the government, and that is true. But I believe the, uh, uh, the, the acts were egregious against the colonists at that point. And there does come a time, but my friends, we have a government that will still uh, protect and a government that will still uh, provide. And we need to submit to that higher power, whoever the president is. And pray for that higher power. Pray for that government. God has raised up governments. Pray for our leaders, First Timothy 2 says. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplication, prayer, and accessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings. Now remember, let's just talk about this for a second. Who was the government at the time this was written? It was Rome. Dictatorial. It was an empire you listen to what they said or you pay the consequences. Our government is still way better than that. Okay, just keep that in mind. For kings and for all that are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. This is what God wants us to do. Pray for those in leadership. Make that a, a thing on your prayer list. We're to work for the good of all people. It says in Proverbs 3.27, withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is the power of thine hand to do it. Do good 
That is the Christian's responsibility. We had the privilege of going to Washington, D.C. last summer and filming a series of programs for In Grace. And we had a man by the name of Andrew Phipps giving us a tour of Washington. We were asking the question, can we find God in Washington, D.C.? And we went around, and I want you to be the judge. I'll be playing several clips from these episodes, and we're going to see in this first one that God is etched in our monuments, and they can't remove that. Well, maybe they can, but so far they haven't. They'll have to tear down a lot of our big monuments in our, in our capital. They'll have to tear down the Jefferson Memorial, Lincoln Memorial, Washington Monument. The Supreme Court has to come down, or at least the, the facade. A lot of things would have to change to, to chip God away because he is there in, in our country and in our foundation. Brother Phipps, this is a beautiful city because of the layout. Someone had designed this very well. Yes, a Frenchman by the name of La Enfant put this into the proper perspective. Actually, Washington, D.C. and the Constitution is put in the radius of eight miles. Back, of course, you see the beautiful Capitol building. Uh, then to the west there, of course, would be the White House. This is considered the mall. Pastor, and uh, then, of course, as we think about this beautiful area, we face then the Washington Monument. And uh, of course, you know, uh, this is such uh, a, a central part. Everybody recognizes this obelisk that goes up about 855 feet. George Washington, what an individual. Uh, he believed God. He trusted God. He, he admonished the nations to... Uh, trust God. He was a a very central person, obviously the very first president, and in that respect, never accepted the title of king or nothing like that. You know, pastor at the Battle of Trenton there, how that when uh, he crossed the Delaware there on, on Christmas Eve, by a miracle of God, a fog came in and just at the right time and kept their identity hidden. And that's happened on a number of occasions where you see it, it just seems like it has to be God's providence yeah. that he wanted this nation founded. Right. This nation has been for many years a light to the world. Right. It has been a place of freedom and we've been able to promote freedom and in that we've been able to promote the Lord God, Jesus right. Christ, missions. It all really comes back down to this nation's founding. Well, you know, the Bible tells us that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And we're also reminded in Holy Scripture that blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord. We're told that righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And so I believe Christianity can exist without America, but I don't believe that America will make it without Christianity. 
And we're going to be playing more tomorrow from Andrew Phipps, the historian friend of mine in Washington, D.C., tomorrow on In Grace. And I hope that you've learned a little bit more about how important it is to say that America is a great nation and we're great because of God and our foundation on Him. If you'd like to get a brand new video series where I take my grandkids to show them how great America is, uh, you can contact us right now by calling 1-800-78-GRACE or going to ingraceradio.com. Make a gift of any amount. Your gift will make sure more people hear the gospel and you're going to get this really beautiful, great, fun video series featuring my grandkids, Charlie, Willow, and Chloe, and you're going to absolutely love them. So call us 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. Make a gift of any amount and we'll send you this video either by DVD or digital download. Some of you can give a little more than just a smaller amount. So if your gift can be $35 or more, I'm going to send you two more videos. One is America's Christian History, and the other is Can You Find God in Washington, D.C. with Andrew Phipps. Rediscover America's founding principles with Jim Scudder Jr. as he embarks on a cross-country journey in InGrace's new video series, The Secret to America's Greatness. Give any amount to InGrace and receive this series. When you support InGrace's mission to spread the gospel with a gift of $35 or more, call now, 800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.